week, we went through two different understandings of the purpose of our mission. Um, if you recall, uh, last week we went through the approach of Rav Puna and the approach of Rav Papa about what our Mishnah was trying to accomplish. Is our Mishnah the source? They started off with a question, is our Mishnah the source for this notion that on all eaves, on air of everything, there's a prohibition to stop eating and onward? Or is it something particular to Pesach? And we saw... I'm not going to go through all the specifics of that machoket. If we want to talk about more, if there are specific questions, I'm happy to go through them. But Ravuna comes out as the winner of that of that of those two options, right? Our Gemara tried to suggest maybe it's according to Rapapa, but we said we have a an issue within the approach of Rapapa. Maybe it's not. Uh, we have a steer basically in, in the recount his understanding of the machloket, and so the Gemara uh, concludes that it's it's easier, it makes more sense. Michale, it's it's uh, we're more comfortable saying that our Mishnah uh, is according to Rabbi Rapuna's understanding, and so just review what that is is that on Arab Pesach. Our mission, excuse me, our mission is according to Rabbi Yossi, who says that normally on Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov, you can continue eating until it gets dark. And we're going to explore that a little bit more today. However, on Erev Pesach, you stop eating Samach Lemencha. Right? And Rabbi Yehuda would say, whether it's Benkach or Benkach, whether it's Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov or Erev Pesach, you have to stop eating already at Samach Lemencha. So that was our discussion last week, uh, and we're going to pick up really from that point and go in and explore a little bit more two points today. The first point that we're going to focus on is really understanding from another perspective what is the difference between uh, Rabbi Yehuda's under- opinion and Rabbi Yosef's under- opinion, excuse me, within Rafuna's understanding. So as of today, we're not going to really pay attention to Rav Papa. We're only going to focus on Rav Huna. And within that, we have to understand then what is Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda arguing about. That's number one. And then hopefully today, we'll explore uh, a third approach to this whole discussion, which is the approach of Shmuel, um, that we'll have to uh, see, what, see what he says when we get there. So we are starting today on Kuf Amud Aleph. And let's start from one, two, three, four lines down in the middle of the line. Ella Machvarta Kidravuna makes more sense. It's clearer according to the position of Ravuna. Ula Ravuna Mimicha and is and what does this mean? What is the position really of Ravuna? Right? If we conclude that our Mishnah is according to Rabbi Yossi, then is, Rib, is Rav Huna's opinion really satisfactory? Does Rav Huna's opinion really make sense? That's what the Gemara is asking. And just Gemara background, whenever you see that type of question, either we're going to have a challenge or we're going to need to further explicate Rav Huna's opinion because there's something, the Gemara knows some other piece of information that we're about to introduce. We're about to introduce something new and that might make us understand a previously stated fact or opinion uh, as true, we need to evaluate it further. 
So Mimicha, is that really the opinion of Rav Huna? Is it really okay to just say that uh, the if we hold Rav Huna, the, the mission is according to Rabbi Yossi? Uh, and so Rabbi Yirmiya said the name Rabbi Yochanan, the Iteman, perhaps it was. I'm a Rabbi Abahu, I'm a Rabbi Yossi, but Rabbi Chanina. Halacha Kirbi Yehuda the Arab Hapesach, the Halacha Kirbi Yossi the Arab Shabbat. So whoever this, whichever uh, person is said in the name of, either it's Rabbi Yochanan or it's Rabbi Yossi, but Rabbi Chanina, that the Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda on Arab Pesach. The halacha kirbiosi be erev shabbat, but on erev shabbat we hold like kirbiosi. So the Gemara says, okay, if we have that statement that it's accepted that we hold like Rabbi Yehuda, we hold like Rabbi Yehuda on erev pesach, and we just keep in the back of your head that our mission is according to kirbiosi, right? Our mission that says erev pesach samach lemincha lo yochal adam, samach lemincha lo yochal adam Right, if that's Rabbi opinion, our this new statement is saying that we hold like Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbat, but we hold like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach. Continuing in, what is the problem with that? Halacha Rabbi Yehuda be'Erev HaPesach Miklal Depalig Rabbi Yossi The fact that we have to have a statement that we hold like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach implies that he argues with Rabbi Yossi, right? If Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi agreed, as we had previously say, that's how we have been understanding it up until now. But the fact that we have someone who says, no, we passed in like Rabbi Yehuda over Rabbi Yossi, right? So we understood them to be saying the same thing. So if they say the same thing, what's the purpose of saying that we passed in like one of them over the other one? We just hold like everybody, right? How rare do you come across a situation that everybody agrees? Today in the base measures, we were talking about uh, whether you're allowed to warm up challah on Shabbat day. Mm-hmm. So I, someone asked me this on Shabbat, and I had never really thought about it. But I, I just asked one of the people sitting in the base measures, and and he says to me, "Well, there are three possible issues that could come about, and depending on how you hold with each of these three issues, it's either okay or not okay. So you have to hold that it's okay on all three of these issues in order for it to be okay." <laughs> and I remember, and I sat there thinking, "There's something wrong with this, right?" So in in theory, there could be six possible opinions over whether it's mutter or usher and why it's prohibited or not. So so I think that how rare do we come across a situation that's really okay, okay according to everyone. So the fact that we're saying we have to postulate like someone indicates that there's actually a mafloket. They must argue over some notion, over some concept. So the Gemara is asking, how, what, what are they arguing over, right? Right? The fact that we paskin like Rebiosi by Pesach implies that Rebiosi argues both on Erev Pesach, but Tarvahu, Tarvahu means both, both on Erev Pesach and on Erev Shabbat. We know that they argue about Erev Shabbat, right? Rabbi Yehuda says you have to stop eating at Mincha time, Samachu Mincha or Mincha time, and Rebiosi says you can keep going on Erev until, until it gets dark, right? But what? It, but we understood them as agreeing on Erev Pesach. So the Gemara is saying, what does this mean? The Gemara says, well, Halacha Mikhail Depligi Behafsaka. The reason we have to paskin like Rabbi Yehuda is because there actually is something that they argue about. They argue about hafsaka, they argue about stopping your meal, pausing your meal. We'll discuss exactly what that is in just a moment. Meaning if you started a meal where you, whether you could keep continuing. Correct, correct. Our Mishnah, the question that our Mishnah is addressing is what is the latest time you can begin a meal on Arab Pesach? 
According to both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, the latest time you can begin a meal on Erev Pesach is Samach Lamincha. At the end, at nine hours came and went, you didn't start your meal, you're done. But their machloket is specifically about a case where you started your meal at two in the afternoon, right? But you're still eating. Exactly, and now it's six o'clock at night, right? Candle, time to light candles, it's six o'clock at night. Do you have to stop, or can you keep going? So seemingly, Rabbi Yehuda says you have to stop, and Rabbi Yossi says you can keep going. Okay? I wasn't here last week, but Arab Shabbat and Yom Tov are always linked together where they say Arab Shabbat. We're going to assume that that's, for the purposes of this discussion, yes. There is a, a, a brief discussion that I saw. Uh, is Erev Yom Tov going to be in the Pesach category and in the Shabbat category? I, I think, right, so I think that generally we're going to say, I, I don't even recall if I saw someone who didn't say this. I just saw people ask the question, but I think everyone holds that Erev Yom Tov and Erev Shabbat are grouped together, although I can't one has to say that with a hundred percent. You assume that Yehuda says stop and Rabbi says keep going because of their stance and other and no. I know because I'm because the, the quotes are right right now. Right? We have to paskin because they argue about hafsaka. Ditanya, as we learned in the Brita. Mafsikin Mashabatot, Diva Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ain Mafsikin. Rabbi Yehuda says you stop, and Rabbi Yossi says you don't stop. Hold on, before we go further, here, I'll just pass you out this chart because it'll make life much easier for all of us. This is a chart that is going to go through this whole discussion that we're about to have and just say it much clearer and much more organized. The issue is as follows. There's a lot of inference we're going to have to do, but it's all pretty explicitly, it's, it's not explicitly, but it, it, it's pretty obvious what everyone's going to say. Okay? So let's do this two ways. First of all, let's just go over and read the flow of the Gemara one more time. Then we'll go through the chart, and then I'm going to show you where I got the chart from in the Rashba. Okay? So let's start with going through the Gemara one more time. So, Ella Machvarta Lutkidravuna, I'm on the fourth line again. I mean, it's clear according to Ravuna. Machvarta, the word Machvarta in Hebrew means barur, English means it's clear. Ula Ravuna Minicha, and according to Ravuna, is it really satisfactory? Is that really the case? So one of these people said, Halacha Kirbi Yudha Arab Hapasah, the Halacha Kirbi is other people say it was according to Correct. Or E means or Tomar. Or or they yeah, or they said. Right. Um Halacha Kirbi Yudha Ba Arab Hapasah. We hold like Rabbi Yehuda on Arab Pasah. Halacha Kirbi Yehuda Ba Arab Shabbat. And we pass him like Rabbi Yosi on Arab Shabbat. Halacha Kirbi Yehuda Ba Arab Hapasah. Miklal Dipalig Rabbi Yosi Bitarvayu. The fact that we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda on Arab Pesach indicates that they argue on both of them. It implies that Rabbi Yosi argues in both places, both on Arab Pesach and on Arab Shabbat. And the Gemara responds, Lo, Halacha Miklal Dipligi Behafsaka. 
we have to pass it, we have to tell you the halacha, because Rebiosi argues in the case of pausing or ending your meal and starting anew at a later point in time. Ditanya, Masikin Lashabatot Diva Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosiomer, Ein Masikin, as we learned in the Brayta, Masikin Lashabatot, we stop on for Shabbat, Diva Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yosi says we don't have to stop. Meaning, even according to Rabbi Yosi, who says on Erev Shabbat you can keep going, so now it's dark, you can still keep eating. Meaning, it's sunset. You don't have to stop and say Kiddush. You keep eating, and then at the end of your meal, presumably, you say you bench, and then you say Kiddush then. Okay, we're going to discuss this in a few minutes, what that means. Um, and then Rabbi Yehuda would say, uh, since Rabbi Yehuda holds from Samach Lamincha, you have to stop, so already from Samach Lamincha, you would have to stop. But of course, Misha Tachshach, when it gets dark, you have to stop then, of course. Like, there's no Havamina that you wouldn't say that. Okay, now let's go through the chart. The chart is basically plugging in all the information that we know into a little chart. So Rabbi Yossi says, on Erev Shabbat, you can start from any time, because we know from the first Brita, right? Rabbi Yossi Omer, Min Rabbi Yossi Omer, is the language, and I'm looking on Sadi Tan Amabet, that's where I'm quoting from. Right, so he said you can get to, you can begin all the way until it gets dark. There's no, I mean, once it's dark, you can't. He would even Rabbi Yossi would say you after dark you can't start your meal, but until it's dark you can begin your meal. And But when it gets dark, as we just read one minute ago on Kufa Medalev, you don't have to stop. Right, even when it gets dark, you would think that maybe he says okay you don't have to stop all those times. No, even when it gets dark, you don't have to stop. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Shabbat says no. He says, Asr as we previously established last week and the week before. And as we just established now, you have to stop. Right? At, probably at Samach Mincha, perhaps you're, you're allowed to begin at Samach Mincha and then you would have to stop when it gets dark. We'll just say you have to stop at Samach Mincha, but it's just know that there is that tension about when you actually have to stop. Rabbi Yehuda definitely knows you have to stop at some point. You can't just keep going into Shabbos with your meal. When, when we discussed it, there was a distinction between Samachal and Chalmenchah? Within the opinion of Rav Papa. Okay. Right? Rav Papa who said um, our, our, our Mishnah is even according to Rabbi Yehuda, right? Rabbi Yehuda would say normally in Erev Pesach and Erev Yom Tov you start, you stop Min HaMincha Ulamala. Erev HaPesach you start from some, you stop from Samachal Mincha. Right? But we don't we don't hold like Rav Papa, and so presumably the classic understanding of Ravuna's understanding of Rabbi Yehuda, sorry about all the name dropping, <laughs> Ravuna's understanding of Rabbi Yehuda is that it's also from Samach Lamenchat, that it's that it's just the same thing across the board. Okay, and then in Arab Pesach, Rabbi Yossi is Moda, as we saw last week on Sadi Tet Amabet. Right? Sha'asurla had filmed Samach Lamencha. In Arab Pesach, you're not allowed to begin from Samach Lamencha. Then the question is, and, well, and then that's that's what we're now introducing, right? We, when we said just now that we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach, we paskin like Rabbi Yosi on Erev Shabbat, and their argument is about stopping, right? So it means that they agree that you can you have you can't begin at Samach and they disagree on whether you have to stop when it gets dark. Right? So Rabbi Yehuda says you need to stop when it gets dark on Erev Pesach. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, you can keep going, even on Erev Pesach. 
you can keep going when, when, it, when it's dark. And Rabbi Yehuda, as we just said, you're not allowed to start, you're not allowed to begin, excuse me, from Samach Lamecha, you have to stop at Samach Lamecha. Okay? Now, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the top left corner box. Rebusi's understanding about Arab Pesach. Toso goes into an interesting discussion and says, practically speaking, how would this all work? Right? How would it... Well, maybe let's look at it inside, actually, because it's, it's quite interesting. Tosvot in Zibora Hamachel Ein Mafsikin. I actually think that if you're using the things, I might have even underlined it. But in... Uh, it's not Ein Mafsikin. In Rebiosi Omer Ein Mafsikin, which is the first of the long lines in Tosvot. Rebiosi Omer Ein Mafsikin. Um, and then about halfway through where it starts Umihu Kasheli Ribiosi, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines down, the third word in is Umihu. Everyone see where I am? Mm-hmm. Okay, Umihu, however. Kasheli What? No, okay. Down from down. The first well, word on from the from the end of it. Virkat Hamazon, the Virkat Hamazon is the first word on the line. Okay, then. Okay, Umihu, however. Kashele Rebiosi. We have a problem according to Rebiosi. Ech Yasu Dalad Kosod. Kevan Shelo Yekadshu Ela Achar Birkat Hamazon. Volo Yasu Sudacher. So, what's the case within Rebiosi? You're eating it since from 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you keep going. Now it's dark. You, don't, you just keep eating your meal. Now you're done with your meal and you bench. And then you do Dalad Kosod, right? You don't have to stop when it gets dark. So Tosa is saying, practically speaking, what's going on there, right? The four Kosod, as we know, have, and we'll go through, we'll learn it more as we go through the rest of this parak, are established at very specific times of the Seder, right? The first one is on Kiddush, the second one is on the Haggadah, the third one is on Benching, and the fourth one is on the Halal. So there's two problems. Number one is you're going to do the third cup in the first cup slot, right? Because the first thing you're doing on Seder night is you're benching, right? So what we would classically call the third cup is being done in the Kiddush slot. And then you would be making Kiddush and you wouldn't be having a meal, like Shulchan Orach, which is cut out of the Seder, right? I guess it makes it easier. <laughs> but <laughs> pra- like that's, that's what he's saying. So he said practically how that happened. How would you use the four cups since you're not making Kiddush until after Birkat HaMazon? And you're not going to make a whole other meal. Why would you make another meal? Like Meaning, why would you like, eat right after you ate? That was the whole issue. So, of course, obviously, you're not going to stop when it gets dark, but I would assume that... But then you still need to... Because you're full. Why would you want to eat a whole other meal? <laughs> because of the mitzvah. But seemingly, according to Rebiosi, there isn't a mitzvah. So that's something we're going to have to discuss. Is There's one approach within the... Well, let's, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. V'yesh Lamar, and some say, Z'yasu dalad kosot, shalo kiseder ha-regilin lasot, lasot. Meaning what we're going to do is we're just going to do the dalad kosot out of the order. We come from a whole approach that dalad kosot have to be in the very specific order. They were associated with very specific parts of the seder. We even have all these different Torah about why certain things, I mean, one of my favorite Pesach shares about the significance of halal, why halal is on a coast. Right? We associate a lot of uh, ideas and themes within the connection of all, all the brachot that are going on, right? So we're saying, no, that's not such a big deal. It's nice to do for Torah, but it's not the focal point of the Seder. 
right? So the first thing you'll do is what we would classically call the third cup, right? You'll do the the kos on benching first. The achar of kos of kiddush. Then you're gonna do the kiddush one. The uh, and Then you're gonna eat your karpas. The achar of kos lishi, lemanish tana. Then you're gonna have your third cup for manish tana. So again, kos number one is on benching. Kos number two is on Kiddush. Kos number three is on Manishtana, or the Haggadah, which we would normally say is Kos number two. V'acharav Maror. And then you're going to have Maror. V'akos Revi'i Halal. And then the fourth one is, is still going to be Halal. Right? So the only one that basically stays in the same place is Halal. So what Tosa is basically, is basically highlighting for us is that Rabiosi seems very strange, right? What Rabiosi is actually suggesting is what I would have never thought he would be able to be suggesting, right? Rabiosi is suggesting that you really just keep on eating until you're done eating, and then you just do the rest of the Haggadah without the Haggadah, which I think also highlights the fact that Shulchan Urach isn't essential to the whole Seder night experience. It's just practically speaking, you're hungry, so we have to insert it somewhere. Um, I think I, maybe people say otherwise, but I think that that's it just, you know, you're hungry, you have to eat. Um, but I think that as Ruthie was just picking up on one minute ago, I think that this is also highlighting another fact that Rabbi holds that like eating a meal on Shabbat and Yom Tov isn't as set in stone as we thought it was. Right? We've always come from the perspective that eating holiday, Shabbat and holiday meals is, you know, there is very, very important. It's halacha, however we understood it. Right? You have to eat meals on all these at all these events. That seems to not be the opinion of Rabbi The reason that I think that is as follows. There is two basic approaches that are offered within the position of Rabiosi. And before I tell you what these two approaches are, I have to admit that I'm not 100% clear on exactly what's happening. The last couple of weeks, we've been exploring the significance of Ere Pesach. We've been explaining that Achilat Matzah is very critical and very essential. And it seems, based on the previous Gemara that we read, that that's exactly what they're exploring. How unique is the Pesach experience? When we throw this whole new understanding of Rabiosi in, the Rabiosi really holds you can continue eating from the afternoon all the way through the evening, and then at the end of your meal, even if it's 10 o'clock at night, you just carry on with your Shabbat experience or with your, you know, you make Kiddush, basically. It undermines the whole Achilat Matzah distinction and discussion. So I don't think that we can we can hold that, at least within this Rebiosi understanding, I don't think you could say that anymore. I don't think it's possible to make that argument that Rebiosi is operating with this whole Hidur Mitzvah perspective. Because you can practically keep on eating. Right? Even though he says, really, you shouldn't start a meal. But if you started, you don't have to keep on eating. It just undermines the whole initiative. The Seudah that would be Arab Pesach that Rebiosi would be talking about, that you could, that you have to start something up and continue, you could add to Pesach? Correct. So does that Seudah, does that meal include Matzah? I would say it has to include something to be Kovea Shuda. It can include bread and it can't really include Mata halachically. So I'm not sure. That's a very interesting question. Because then he goes on to say, because it's not even such an issue of Hedermism, because then with the Kosos, 
it says here that you know you end up doing ma'ar. So Tosha seems to say that you're not having your matzo sandwich, right? It's just ma'ar. Like you're not. No, I think you. Do, I think you're doing. He left out a lot, a lot of parts there, but. It, so it's not that you dead how often you're speaking. Still saying that you're having matzo as part of your seder. Yes, and even more than that, oh, I'll bet you he's eating what matzah shira. You know that whole pseudo matzah discussion. Tosot earlier over here, right here actually, discusses what exactly people were eating because you can't really eat anything in this quasi time. So when we're saying that there's a prohibition of eating a meal, what could you have possibly been eating, right? And so the every so there he establishes it's the matzah ashira. So maybe you could say that he started eating matzah ashira, which before Pesach you're allowed to eat. So he's eating matzah and then Pesach stops, so he's practically not eating that anymore, but he continues his meal. But I'm not sure really what they're eating. But you have, the reason I know you have to be Kovea Suda is because when, I'll tell you the Psaq Halacha in a few minutes, like as the Shulchan Aruch reads it, and everyone is clear based on that discussion that it, the issue is really Kuviyut Suda. You're not allowed to be Kovea Suda starting at Samach Mincha, but you're allowed to eat. There's no prohibition of eating at five o'clock in the afternoon. You're allowed to eat whatever you want. You just can't probably you just probably just can't have a sandwich. So that's why I, the issue is kovei suda, not just eating. Um, so I'm not. I don't know if this like from the whole opinion of Rabbi Yossi, but like it just seems like if you're eating the meal, then like you also starts like. I mean, doing Kiddush later on. Aren't there all these other kind of prohibitions like not eating or coming out shit? Like, isn't all that kind of Yes, so let's talk about that. So that's what I want to get to. So there's two main approaches that we can take. So this is the one that I like most. is the approach of Rav Salvechik. And the approach is as follows. The Rabbi is saying, the reason you don't stop to make Kiddush, you could keep going until the end, is because when you start a meal when it's whole, it's still considered a whole, a weekday meal, until the meal is done. So even though technically speaking, Shabbat has begun, you couldn't drive in a car, you couldn't turn on the light, right? It's after Shkia. You still, the meal is still attributed to Friday and not to Shabbat. So therefore you don't, the uh, obligation to make Kiddush hasn't yet set in, in theory. Okay, that's probably what Rabbi Yossi would say. That you make Kiddush, at the beginning of your Shabbat experience, I guess, and while you're still involved in a meal that began on Friday, it, it's we don't it's not considered as part of your Shabbat experience. So if you would bench, you wouldn't put in like would say mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's not Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we see we're familiar with this concept. If you start eating shalashitas on Shabbos and you finish it after, and you finish it after, you put in ritzay, and you you know so we carry the Shabbat into the whole, which is an easier concept to swallow because there's the an idea of tosef at Shabbos that you're supposed to add on to Shabbat. So technically speaking, it's easier to do that. It's easier to extend Shabbos and <laughs> to shorten Shabbos. Um, but that's basically what Rabbi Yossi is saying. Practically speaking, technically speaking, Shabbat has begun, but the obligation of saying Kiddush hasn't yet set in. The obligation to, set, to, to, to say Kiddush will, will set in at the moment you finish your meal. You bench, you say Kiddush right away. Which also means that according to Rabbi Yossi, you're not, you're not having another meal. You just finished your meal, and so Kiddush seems to be independent of the meal. Right? So that's why before I was saying Libyosi might hold you don't have to eat any meals. This is why. Because if you hold that 
the Kiddush you're about to say is attributed to the beginning of Shabbat. And the meal you just finished is attributed to Friday. And you're not starting another meal. Right? Does that make sense? Then the obligation of eating a meal just doesn't exist. Otherwise, we would say you have to stop your meal, make Kiddush, and start another meal. Which we don't say according to Rabbi Yossi. Again, Rabbi Yossi is attributing Kiddush to the Shabbat experience and the Friday meal that went into Shabbat to the Friday experience. And so the, by the fact that Rabbi Yossi doesn't require you to begin another meal indicates that this thing that we thought was so important of eating Su'udat Shabbat probably isn't as important. He would probably say, probably say, you might have to have Lecha Mishnah. I'm not... I don't want to, I'm not sure about that. Those are, that's an internal Lecha Mishnah discussion, which I don't want to get into, whether it's Midorite or Midorabanan. But anyhow, that seems to be the position. That's Rav Salvatic's understanding of why Rabiosi says you can continue eating until until uh, you're done and then you make Kiddush at that point. There is another approach that I saw, and if I recall correctly, it, it was brought down in Tosot, that the Kiddush that you say at the end of the meal is actually attributed the, to the meal that just happened. That unlike Rav Soloveitchik, who said that the meal that went into Shabbat was attributed to Friday, the part of the meal that was on Friday is attributed to Friday, but the rest of the meal is attributed to Shabbat, and you can kind of have a retroactive Kiddush experience over the meal. That is another approach, and we'll hopefully understand that whole discussion next week, because we're going to talk about Kiddush B'makum Suda. About... Right. So there is a machlok between Rav and Shmuel over whether Kiddush Makam Suda is a requirement to begin with. We're, I would like to save that discussion. I know that our discussion now is fundamentally lacking because much like I thought our discussion of wine was lacking this morning because we weren't talking about oil. Uh, because we were, we were talking about oil, not wine. Um, I think that I know that our discussion here is not done. I would like to just think about that, tell me what you think about it next week, and we'll talk about it more hopefully when we discuss in Kiddush with Makam Suda versus Kiddush with Makam Suda in that discussion. Okay. Just to be intellectually honest and one more thought and then we're going to move on in the Gemara because um, I want to get through the opinion of Shmuel today. Um, I think that there's a lot more work to be done within the flow of our Gemara from the beginning of the parak up until now. The beginning up of the parakap until now, as we saw within everybody, or whether you took the approach of Achilat Gata or you took the approach of Hijar Mitzvah, we were trying to understand why there's a prohibition of eating on Arab whatever. Whether it's Arab Pesach or Shabbat is irrelevant to this discussion. And all of a sudden, we in comes Rabbi Yossi, who basically says, maybe you're going to say there's a prohibition to begin, which I'm not sure why. Why would you say there's a prohibition to begin, but not a prohibition to stop? I, have, I don't really have a clear understanding. And furthermore, why, why don't you have to stop? I can come up with all these exper- understandings of how Kiddush functions in this whole discussion and how you technically can solve all the practical halachic issues. I can tell you all the answers to that. But fundamentally speaking, what, are you, what is he talking about? Why, why don't you have to stop? Why don't we say it's Shabbos, stop being a glutton and go to shul? Why don't, why don't we say that? And I don't, I don't have a good answer. And I did not a, the most thorough survey, but I did. A, I really went through some of the Rishonim, and no one really bothered by this question. I think it's glaring. I think it's such an apparent question in this. So yeah, no, no one else seems to think that. Anyhow, if anybody has thoughts on it, I would really be interested in hearing about them. 
So you have to do your thoughts now, great. If not, if you think about it over the next week and you either want to email me or share it with the class next week, that would be great. Okay, that's just the brief overview of our new understanding of Rav Huna's understanding of the Machloket Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda. So again, our mission is according to Rabbi Yossi, right? And Rabbi Yehuda, basically. That everybody agrees on Arab Pesach, you have to stop eating. The question is, what if you what if you started your meal before then? Excuse me. You're not allowed to start eating your meal. I misspoke. Our mission is saying that you're not allowed to start your meal from Samuchah Mincha. We have a machlok at Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda of whether, if you started your meal before, whether you could continue your meal. We paskin like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach, that you have to stop your meal. We paskin like Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbat, you're just, you're allowed to be eating during the afternoon and you don't really have to stop. Just halacha fact of the day, I looked it up in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch paskins that it's not usher, he says, it's not usher to get to eat a meal on Arab Pesach after some of, on Arab Shabbat, excuse me, some of He says, however, mitzvah, it's a mitzvah that you shouldn't do it. So, but he says you're allowed to snack, you're allowed to eat whatever, you, have, you can't have a suuda, you can't be kovea suuda. So I think what we're saying is that we really pasken like Rabbi Yossi, but we're all, we're chosheish for Rabbi, for Rabbi Yehuda. That's, I think that's how we pasken the halacha, uh, most probably. So, don't eat meals on Arab Pesach. Um, which is also a discussion within the Shulchan Aruch, what does it mean when he says Aser, but it's a mitzvah, about the same topic, right? When he says it's not Aser, but it's a mitzvah. And they're complete opposites. How do you reconcile that? Um, I don't have a good answer for that. Okay, continuing in in the Gemara, we have a story to support this this brighter that we just said that on Mavsikim Shabbatodi Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yosi Omer in Mavsikim, and we paskin like Rabbi Yosi on Erev Shabbat, and we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach. Okay, Maaseh Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yosi. So there's a, a situation with, with all these three people. Shehayu Mesubin Ba'ako. They were eating together in Ako. V'Kidesh Aleihem Ayom, and and it's Shabbat started. Right? That's Kidesh Aleihem Ayom is an expression that said the holiness of the day happened. Right? Shabbos began. Amarli Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel or Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says to Rabbi Yosi. Uh, maybe we should uh, pause and be and just uh, show uh, um, the word isn't coming to me and hold like Rabbi Yehuda for right now and show respect that's the word I was looking for and show respect for Rabbi Yehuda our friend Amarlo, Rabbi Yossi responds to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Bechol yom vayom atam mechavev divarai lifnei Rabbi Yehuda. Vachshav atam mechavev divar Rabbi Yehuda bifanai. Hagam lechoshet hamalkai mibabayit. So Rabbi Yossi says, every day you favor my words over the words of Rabbi Yehuda. And today you want to favor the words of Rabbi Yehuda over the words of me. Hagam lechoshet hamalkai mibabayit. What's that a reference to? Miguel. It's right. It's a reference to the in Megillah Esther, when uh, Esther tells is at the banquet with Haman and Achashverosh, and he and he says she says, oh Haman's trying to kill my you know people each starve Oyev Haman right Achashverosh gets Kambachamato and he goes out to his courtyard and Esther's lying down and Haman falls on top of her and Achashverosh comes in and he says you're trying to <laughs> to, to seduce my wife with me in the house 
right? So again, and, and now it's a it's a idiomatic expression that's a you know Jewish humor for you. Hagamah kolzhal hakazavayit. Are you going to cheat on me? Basically, right? You always hold like me. Why? Why now would you hold like Rabbi Yehuda in front of me? Amar Lei, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel responds to Rabbi Yossi, Im Kain, lo nafsik, if this is so, we should, we should not stop. Shema yiru ha-talmidim, maybe our students will see, v'yikbu ha-lacha l'dorot, and they will establish the incorrect halacha for the generations, meaning they'll establish the halacha like Rabbi Yudah, because they'll think that that's really what we're doing. Uh, so therefore no one move from there until they establish the halacha like Rabbi If we were to stop here, we would have a beautiful sugya. Right? We, we pass him like Rabbi on Arab Shabbat. You can keep on eating. We pass him like Rabbi Yehuda on Arab Pesach. However, the Gemara introduces a third opinion. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Ein halacha lo Rabbi Yehuda velo so Rabbi, so Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, we're going to remove the Rabbi Yehuda part from our discussion because it's going to get too confusing. But Shmuel says, uh, the halacha is not is neither like Rabbi Yehuda nor like Rabbi Yossi. Ella, what should you do? Pores mapa umekadesh. If it's a case where you're eating already from Friday afternoon and now it's shkia and you have food on your table, you should spread a tablecloth. Over your over the food, pores mapa spread it at a tablecloth, umakadish, and you should say kiddish, and then you keep going. Right? Don't bench. Don't hold like Rabbi Yehuda who says you have to bench and start a whole new meal. And don't hold like Rabbi Yosi who says just bench whenever you're done and then make kiddish and go about the rest of your night. Rather, pause your meal, spread cover it up because you're supposed to cover up your food that's on the table. Right? This is the source for covering up food. It might not be the source for covering up bread because then you have the whole embarrassing thing. Um, and you should and you should make kiddush right then. This I have a very brief comment to make on this Shmuel discussion, and I I have lots and lots of thoughts on it, but I don't want to get into it right now. There's a very very big machloket that is that is that all the Rishonim argue about. What is Shmuel's position? Is Shmuel introducing a third position? Right? If so, it would be based on a, on a, an opinion in the Yerushalmi, right? That there's Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, and now Shmuel, right? Or is Shmuel elaborating on or adding a chumrah to the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, right? He's, he's saying normally Rabbi Yossi, we hold like Rabbi Yossi, who says you can continue your meal, but I'm just gonna, we should be a little bit more machmir, bring him a little bit more towards centrist. Uh, religion, and we're going to say that uh, you should really pause your meal and then make Kiddush. The reason that I think people are inclined to say the latter, that Shmuel is really a Chumar and Rabbi Yossi, is because Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda are Tanaim, and Shmuel is an Amora. And whenever you have an Amora arguing on a Tana, everyone has issues with this. Right? How can you have someone from the era of the Gemara arguing on someone from the era of the Mishnah? This is a cardinal sin in Judaism. No one's arguing on people that came before that. Now this is a topic that I'm particularly fascinated. Uh, Pauline and I had this discussion last year about Yuri Dab Hadirod and the notion of the decline of the generations, and I think that it has a lot to do with these types of topics. But um, while I am extremely fascinated about it, I don't think we should talk about it right now. Um, anyhow, just know that there's a lot of discussion out there. Is Shmuel just a chumra on Rabbi Yossi, which means we have Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi A, and Rabbi Yossi B, or is Shmuel introducing a third opinion? And if he's introducing a third opinion, people want to pin it on a Tana that's written in the in the Talmud Yerushalmi, right? 
So, so in order not to make it that Shmuel and Amora is arguing explicitly on a ton and just introducing his own theory, they try and say, oh, it's based on this other opinion that's not in the Babli, rather it's in the Yerushalmi. Is this whole thing in the Yerushalmi? There are lots of parallel texts to this. It's not word for word in Yerushalmi, but there are parallel texts. Often we'll see parallel texts quoted in Tosot, which we don't always read inside. Um, the most famous parallel text that comes up in this whole discussion is, um, we mentioned it actually the first week, is the discussion of um, eating on er- eating moths on Arab Pesach is Kibbo'al Arusat It's like sleeping with someone you're betrothed to in your, in your father-in-law's house. Um, so that's also part of this discussion about eating on Arab Pesach. That's a classic, you know, thing, a classic understanding that's thrown into this whole discussion. Um, Maybe for next week I'll look into a little bit more into the parallels in the Yerushalmi. Um, but yes, there are parallels in the Yerushalmi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Shmuel again says, We have a third opinion. We hold neither like Rabbi Yossi nor like Rabbi Yehuda. Rather, Shabbos comes, cover the food, make Kiddush, keep going with your meal. Any? Is that so? Veha, Amarav Tachlifa Baravdini, Amar Shmuel. Doesn't Rav Tachliva say in the Rav Tachliva Baradimi say in the name of Shmuel? Kishem shemafsikin lekidush, kach mafsikin lahadala. Just like I think that if you're using Xeroxes, I, it's on the back. I don't know if I, it should be on the back. Just like you stop, you pause for kiddush, so too you pause for havdala. What just happened here? We have two different understandings of what the opinion of Shmuel is. The first opinion of Shmuel was said, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, and he said, right? And now we introduce another opinion of, of, of Shmuel in the Rav Tachlifa, Baravdimi quotes in the name of Shmuel, just like you have to stop for Havdala, right? We stop for Kiddush, so too you have to stop for Havdala, meaning isn't enough. According to a mafsik in the kiddush, you have to stop, you have to bench, and you have to start anew, right? The previous gemaras that we were reading, we defined hafsaka, right? When we said Rabbi Yehuda says you have to be mafsik, you have to stop your meal and you bench and you wait until it's appropriate time to make kiddush and start your next meal. So if we have this new saying in the name of Shmuel, one says you can just pause your meal, poris mafsik and the other one says you actually have to stop. Okay, so any, is that really the opinion of Shmuel? It's a, that word is, we're transitioning and we're challenging this assertion that this is, this is what Shmuel said. So Mavsi, the definition means to bench and then make it. That's how we previously defined it. But in, of course, the second case here, Shmuel. Uh, that's, the, that's how the Gemara right now, the Gemara is going to read it. I don't want to say, okay. of course, that's what it means. But the Gemara right now, that's the assumption of the Gemara. Right? The fact that the Gemara is challenging, it means it's significantly more uh, definitive than just, you know, cover up the food and make it. Right? You have to stop your mouth, you have to keep going. So, my mafsikin, what does it mean to be mafsik? Lav la kira chilchan. This is exactly what you're saying. What does it mean to be mafsik? Does it not mean that you have to akira, you have to lift up your table? Remember, they had personal tables. Everyone had their personal table. The end of the meal was signified by removing your table and benching. That was that was the end of the meal. So that's what, how we've been understanding hapsaka. You stop eating your meal, and that akira chilchan is what they customarily did at the end of their meal. 
So when so the Gemara is saying exactly what your question is, what does it mean to be mastic? Doesn't it mean that it meets you at your meal? Lo lemapa. No, when it, uh, this second saying that was quoted in the name of Shmuel, when Rav Tachlifa Baravdini quoted in the name of Shmuel, Kishem Shemastikim Lakidush, Kach Mastikim Lahavdela, it doesn't mean how we previously understood Hafsaka. It doesn't mean you end your meal and you begin anew. Rather, it just means you spread out a tablecloth, you pause your meal. Right? Hafsaka could either be a little break or it could be an end. Right? How, how significant of a break is it? So in the, in the Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi discussion, it was really ending your meal. Right. But here we're saying no. For Shmuel, it's just pausing your meal. Okay. The Gemara is, we're going to talk about this also later, so I don't want to focus on it right now, but the Gemara is suggesting a very significant parallel between Kiddush and Abdallah right now. There's just a drop of background. There's a discussion over the source of Havdalah. Either the source of Havdalah is Midoraita, Zachor Yom HaShabbat Lakacho, Zachor Yuel Hayayin, right? You have to remember Shabbat and you do that through wine. And Zachor Beknisato Uviyitziato. You have to have wine at the beginning of Shabbat and at the end of Shabbat. So to the extent that we say that that's actually... Uh, that's actually the source for Havdalah, then Kiddush and Havdalah are very connected, and Lamai Nakamina, women are obligated in Havdalah. However, some people say that that's just an Asmachta, that's just, it really, it's a rabbinic halacha, this whole Havdalah discussion, and this is just a way that we can remember it. It's a, it's a mnemonic device to remember Havdalah, and then women wouldn't be obligated it. So this is not a halacha share, but there's a lot of discussion about women's obligation in Havdalah. Our Gemara right here, especially within the opinion of Shmuel, seems to be suggesting a very substantive relationship between the Knisah of Shabbat and the Yitziah of Shabbat. Kiddush and Handala, which signify the beginning and the end of Shabbat, are the, their link and their relationship is 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 clearly established right now, in as, at least in the Havamina um, of Shmuel. We're going to discuss that more in a couple of pages. We're going to get to the whole discussion of Yaknahaz, which is, let's say you have um, on... Saturday night, that's this year, Pesach is going to be on a Saturday night, exactly. So you do Havdalah for Shabbos and Kiddush for, for um, that night, right, for the Seder, for example, together, and it's called Yaknahaz, Yayin, Kiddush, Ner, Havdalah, and Zman, Shechianu. You do it all together. It's one long Havdalah. That also establishes a very significant relationship. Um, we're, we're, so we're going to discuss it. We're just not going to discuss it right now, but we'll reference back. So store this, file this, mm-hmm. and we'll come back. Um, Rabba Barafuna, Ikla Labe Resh Gavuta. So Rabba Barafuna came to the ha- to, came to the house of the Resh Gavuta. Aitu Taka Kame. They brought a table with bread on it before him. Paras Mafa Vikidesh. They spread out a tablecloth over the food and he made uh, and he made Kiddush. So what just happened? They Gemara started. We thought that we possibly like Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbat, we possibly like Rabbi Huda on Erev Pesach. Shmuel comes in and says, no, we challenged the opinion of, Rabbi, of Shmuel. Is that really indeed the opinion of Shmuel? We reconciled the two statements in the name of Shmuel together. And then the Gemara just brought a little story to tie it all together. We have a story where we actually people actually did hold, like Shmuel. Okay. Tanya Nami Hachi. Um, okay, Tanya Namihachi, we have a Brita that also says this. 
שאין מביאים את השולחן, אלא אם כן קידש, that you don't bring the table unless you already made קידש, ואם הביא פריז מפה ומקדש. Right? So we have another b'rita that supports this opinion of Shmuel. Right? What does the b'rita say? That really you shouldn't bring the table with the food, because remember we're talking in a time of personalized tables. Everyone's you know, platter is brought to them. Right? So you shouldn't bring that to each person unless you already said Kiddush. But let's say the helpers brought the food out already. Then what should you do? Be parismapa umekadish. How do we know when this meal started though? Um, this specific b'rita is not addressing that issue of when the meal started. All it's talking about is in general, Friday night, 10 o'clock at night, uh-huh. you came home from shul, you're about to make kiddush. Ideally, you shouldn't have any food there. Uh, however, if it is, you should cover the food and uh, and make and make kiddush. Okay. Tani Chada Shavin Shein Matrin Vitanya Idach Shavin Shematrin. The Gemara is now transitioning out of this whole Shmuel discussion. I think if we were to if we would have stopped right there, we would have said, okay, we thought we held like Rabbi Yossi or Rabbi Huda in certain situations, and now we really hold like Shmuel, right? I the Gemara is now not interested in this whole opinion of Shmuel. It kind of just says, okay, thank you very much for introducing that whole discussion. Let's move on, right? We learn halakha from it. You should cover all the food on your table. You're not supposed to bring out food before Kiddush. We, people really pasking in that way. But that seems to be what we're learning from Shmuel. We're not actually really, really pasking like him. The Gemara now goes back to our discussion of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and says, Tanya Idach, we have one Brita that says, Shavin Shemat, Tanya, excuse me, Tanya Chada, we have one Brita, Shavin She'ein Matzchilin, that both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi agree that you don't begin. Vitanya Idach, Shavin Shematzchilin. And we have another Brita that said that where we're both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi say that you begin. So we have one Brita that says you don't begin, that they agree you don't begin, and we have one Brita that says they agree you don't you do begin. Okay? The reason that I know that they're talking about Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda is because the Rashbam in Dibrahamat Khiltani Khadashavin, which is very far down on your page. Right? Tani Khadashavin, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yossi. Right, that they were both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi agreed. Depligi la'el bein b'achilat er shabbat mina mincha ulamala bein b'asaka. Right, so we know that they agree. Some they they have an argument. She'ein matzchilin about a time when you. They, they both say that there's a time when you don't begin. She'ein matzchilin lechol mincha mincha ulamala. Right, back in the Gemara for a minute. It makes sense that there's a brighter that says that they that they have an argument or that they're equal at about a time when you don't begin, right? We know that they argue about this beginning situation with regards to Arab Pesach. But the brighter that says they don't. Um, is that says they agree, right? About what? What are they agreeing about? I want to. What? They agree that you can begin, right? right? 
So we know about the time that they, we, we know when they agree, you can't begin. That's the era Pesach. But what is the situation where they agree you're allowed to begin? That's what the Gemara says right now. Let me read it one more time for you. I'm going back to Tani Chada, Shavin She'en We have one Brite that says that they agree about a time when you're not allowed to begin. Vitanya Idach, and we have another Brite that says, Shavin She'en that they agree about a time that you're allowed to begin. Bishlama, right, it comes from the word Shalom, it makes sense. Haditanya Shavin She'en the Brite that says that they agree about a time when you're not allowed to begin. Mishkachatla, we find that the Arab HaPesach, in the situation of Arab HaPesach, right, where they both agree, Arab HaPesach, Samach Lamincha, you're not allowed to eat. Ella, haditanya shavin shamatchilin imad. What am I going to say about the Brighta that says that they agree about a time that you're you're allowed to begin? Inemad the Arab Shabbat. If I would say it's on Arab Shabbat. Ha miflag pligi. This is exactly what they're arguing about. They're arguing about Arab Shabbat, whether you're allowed to begin at Samochamincha. If you recall, Rabbi Yehuda says you're not allowed to begin at Samochamincha and Arab Shabbat, and Rabbi Yossi says they do. Lokashia. This is not, this is not, it's not a problem. Kan kodem tisha, kan la'achar tisha. What is it talking about? They both agree that you're allowed to begin meals before the ninth hour, on er, probably on Arab Pesach, and they disagree about after the ninth hour. Okay. The Gemara did something very interesting here. I think that this suggests uh, well, the Gemara basically says, let me just sum up what just happened, right? We started with the discussion of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. We went through Rav Huna and Rav Papa. We hold like Rav Huna. We went through and understand the Psa Kalacha. We introduced Shmuel. We had a little, you know, sidebar about Shmuel. And now we're coming back to the discussion of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and clarifying it. And let me tell you exactly what they're saying. We have one Brita that says this and we have one Brita that says that. Right? What's the, the what I think the Gemara is doing is it's bringing it back full circle. The Gemara is saying don't get too sidetracked from this Rabbi Rabbi discussion because really that's the ikar of this whole this whole sugya so far. Right? Rabbi and Rabbi Huda have agreements and they have disagreements. They both agree that on Arab Pesach you're allowed to start your you're not allowed to start your meal from Samachlimitha. They disagree on whether you need to stop. They agree that on Erev Shabbat, before Samach Mincha, you're allowed to eat. And then we're, they have a disagreement on whether you are allowed to start your meal after Samach Mincha. And that's basically what's happening. Their Gemara is just wrapping up, doing a nice little summary and summation for us of what the Machloket Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi is. So, with that, I will conclude the beginning of this discussion and I'm going to just briefly introduce what's happening next week next week we're going into the very very famous machloket between Shmuel and Rav and Shmuel about Ein Kiddush Al Makam Suda, whether you need to make Kiddush in the place that you're eating your meal and classically the you know the practical halachic implication of this discussion is on Friday nights when we make Kiddush and Shul should we be doing that so there's a lot practical halacha. It's based on this sugya that we're going to see, and we'll discuss that a little bit as we get down to the specifics of the situation. It used to be that the reason that they made kiddush and shul was because people actually slept in shul. It was there were like little doors that would open up into the sanctuary, and people would sleep in these little rooms. 
And so they would make Kiddush and Shul to cover the people that were actually eating in Shul. Right? But nowadays, when nobody's sleeping in the Shul, should we be making Kiddush? Because no one, there's no Su'uza taking place. And furthermore, if you are making Kiddush and you're having your Su'uza at home, then the person who's making Kiddush has a lot of issues because it's a brachal of Atala seemingly. That's why they give the grape juice on little kids. Mm-hmm. So Sam was drinking it. But um, anyhow, so that's what we're going to discuss next week. Does anyone have any questions on what we've discussed so far? Or any things that we want to go over? Sure. They agree that... Well, let's talk about Erev Shabbat first, then we'll talk about Erev Pesach. Mm-hmm. Both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi agree that from the beginning of Friday until the ninth hour of the day, you're allowed to start a meal. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Yossi says, you're even allowed to start a meal until it gets dark. Rabbi Huda says, no. Starting from Samach Lamincha, you have to, you're not allowed to start a meal. With regards to Erev Shabbat, they have a disagreement on whether you need to stop your meal. Right? Rabbi, if you started it when you were allowed to, do you have to stop your meal? Um, Rabbi Yossi says, you do not have to. You keep going into Shabbat. And Rabbi Huda says, of course, you have to stop your meal. That's the Erev Shabbat discussion. Erev Pesach, um, both Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda agree that you're not allowed to begin a meal after the ninth hour of the day. Um, they disagree on whether if you started your meal before the ninth hour of the day and now it's dark outside, you have to stop your meal. Rabbi Yossi says you do not need to and Rabbi Yehuda says you do need to. That's the quick summary. And the Gemara says that we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach, meaning you're not allowed to start a meal after the ninth hour and you must stop your meal uh, as well. And we paskin like Rabbi Yossi on Erev Shabbat that you're allowed to start your meal till whenever and you also don't have to... And you... No, you do have to stop. Hold on one second. You wrote here. Right, but when we pass in, like, um, yes, and you, you, the halachas of Gerbiosi and Erev Shabbat, that you have to, you can start your meal, but I think we, we definitely the mice that we pass in, that you have to stop your meal. Right? I'm just trying to guide with you. In the language of the Gemara, it says, Khan Kodem Tisha, Khan Lachar Tisha. Khan, is that referring to Arab Tisha? But it refers to Shabbat. Can you explain that line? Yeah, that's what I was also saying. Yeah. Um, they agree that you can begin a meal before the ninth hour, and they disagree whether you can begin a meal after the ninth hour. Both with regards to Arab Shabbat, though. Because everybody agrees. It is Arab Shabbat. Right? Yes, it is Arab Shabbat. I think you said Arab Pesach when you were um, saying it. Maybe I made a mistake. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. No. Um, so they disagree what? Um, it's definitely Arab Shabbat, and the Rashbam, the Ibrahim Khan the Tisha, explicitly says that. But what were you saying? We were they disagree. They disagree on whether you're allowed to begin your meal after the ninth hour on Arab Shabbat. Rabbi Yossi says yes. Rabbi Huda says no. 
And then halachalamaisa, don't eat a meal. Close the Shabbat. Not a good thing. <laughs> it's a mitzvah not to. But I, I think it's a mitzvah independent of the sukkah because it has to do with covered on a Shabbos in preparation for Shabbat. Um, yes. Let me stop now.